Welcome to Boca, a podcast exploring the ever-blurring lines between the personal and business lives of professional photographers. This is your host, Nathan Holritz, and I'm so excited to have you join me in connecting with photographers and entrepreneurs in the photography industry as we discuss photography, building a business, and still having a life through it all. This podcast is brought to you by Photographer's Edit, custom post-production for the wedding and portrait photographer. And now, let's dive into conversation. So I'm sitting here with my friend, Thomas Flint. Hello. Uh, we actually have had the opportunity this weekend. We're, we, we have the, the stereotypical wedding hangover. We're yeah. recovering from photographing a wedding yesterday. We had the opportunity to. But so first of all, fun. hello and thank you for... Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, no, yeah. Thanks for being here this a... weekend. It's been a blast. We're down in Louisville, uh, which was a shorter drive for you than for us. But uh, we came down, we found an opportunity to reconvene and uh, had a blast this weekend. I'm, I'm so glad you were able to make it, man. Thank you. Absolutely. No, and, and I actually kind of get goosebumps talking about it because we've had some really incredible conversations yeah. in the past. Uh, and uh, I was excited for the opportunity to get to see you. It's been a little while. A lot's happened in your life since I saw you oh, last. Yeah. <laughs> totally. And so we've had a lot of fun having some conversation over the last couple of days, kind of catching up. Uh, the wedding yesterday, I actually had a really interesting perspective this morning. I went to breakfast here at the hotel, mm -hmm. um, saw our bride and groom there, and uh, and actually another one of the, the uh, wedding party was commenting on you as a photographer really? and how you came across to them. And this was a really fascinating perspective to me because I already have a lot of respect for you as an artist and as a photographer. Um, but to hear their comment about the fact that not only are you just a photographer, but you're a photojournalist and you're there to tell this complete story. Yeah. Uh, it was a really interesting yeah. thing to hear, kind of you not being there and me get just to kind of listen in on how, how these people saw you as the photographer at the wedding was a pretty beautiful thing. So. Yeah, that, that feedback is, is always uh, a surprise to me. And it, it, I never, I guess I never tire of, of hearing that kind of, um, that the people around are observing in what I'm doing. It, it seems so bizarre that I'm supposed to be the one they're observing, but you're being observed as well. Absolutely. And uh, to have people come back at you and say these sorts of uh, these these comments, like it was more than than just it's clear that you're not just showing up uh, as part of a routine or as as uh, part of a duty uh, that that you're getting yourself involved in these uh, these scenarios and really investing in these people and and you know it's it's a one time thing. I mean it's it's such a big deal and it's such a historically important time for people um, that it, it demands that. So I'm doing these things without thinking about it, but. I don't have anything to compare it to either. I don't know any other way to work. and I don't know any other way to pay respect to the people that are giving me the opportunity to come out and, and have this colorful life and get this access into different cultures and different backgrounds. And so it's all one really, really beautiful circle. And, and it's really cool when I get to bring in people that are like mine, like yourself, to work on these projects with me and to contribute in the way that you did too, because I could see you were you were lit up too, man. You were you were kind of in, it was you were into it, man. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was fun. It, it's been <laughs> I got to think now. It's been about four and a half years or so since I'd last photographed the wedding. So to kind of right to kind of dive oh back God. in with you was was a lot of fun, yeah. and we were playing off each other. And hey, we'd go here and do this, and uh, connecting on what lenses and when we're using them, and where to be, and and to get it all yeah. timed right, and it was just a lot of fun. So. For sure. Thanks for giving me the opportunity oh, to come. When there was a photograph. point too, and we were we had that that uh, we had a beautiful uh, twenty or thirty minute session just just in a, prior to sunset, uh, and the couple are incredibly connected couple. And, Absolutely. And um, this year has been marked by a lot of that, so I feel really uh, satisfied in a way that I'm attracting um, folks that are not just looking for a photographer, but um, have some sort of kindred uh, element 
to, to what I'm trying to accomplish. So in whatever words I'm using or work I'm showing, I'm kind of bringing in the right, these right kind of people that are, um, you know, in the case I was telling you last night, but we had this 20 or 30 minutes and probably in the, during the course of these 20 or 30 minutes, I kept telling them, oh, I just need one more scenario or let's just go over here. There's amazing yeah. light or can you guys just dance over there? And yeah. that's what, and I kept kind of trying to say, I'm sorry for taking all this time. And they kept reinforcing that, no, no, this is where we want to be right now. Right. Um, which again is incredibly gratifying because that's a big part of the process. I mean, there's so much more happening at the wedding, but the central storyline is, is this connection, this bringing together of these families through these two individuals. Mm. And they really wanted that time. Mm. Um, and so my attempts to continually reassure them that, no, we're moving along. We're cool. We're almost done. One more, I promise we'll get out of the way. And they kept saying, no, 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 don't worry about it. And there was a point where you stepped up and said, can I just grab him real quick? And that's where I was like, yes, he's into everybody's into this. Like, <laughs> this is never going to end. I can do this every weekend, Absolutely. you know, just go out there. There's this beautiful light and there's this path. And there were little, there were packs of dogs and horses. And it was a real Kentucky wedding uh, beyond anything I could have expected. But to see you get in there too, man, it just, I, I could feel you're, you're lighting up and you're, you're, you're really getting into it. So. Oh, it was, it was so much fun. You talk about this dynamic or this privilege, this opportunity that you have to to work with the clients, and it sounds like such a cliche thing. But I've I've known you personally for for quite a while now, mm-hmm. and uh, I know that that's absolutely one hundred and ten percent genuine because that's you right. you are uh, you're one of the more dynamic individuals that I know when it comes particularly to conversation and connecting with people and engaging them, and uh, and I can see that come through in the way certainly that you engage with with your clients, but you do treat it as a privilege and an opportunity to be able to work with them to photograph their day. And, and I, I'm listening to you talk behind the camera yesterday as you're photographing them. We did have stunning, stunning sunset light. Yeah. And, uh, you were so, you were so excited to be able to photograph them in that moment and they were totally feeding off of that. Yeah. And, uh, and like you said, they were really into each other. It was just a really beautiful scene, but it was cool to see you actually engage with your clients in person like that. And, and again, the personality that I've known for so many years now, uh, the way that that um, the way that that ultimately benefits the clients, it creates an atmosphere for them that's comfortable, yeah. and that they probably want to engage with the camera in a, in a way that maybe maybe a client wouldn't uh, if if their photographer wasn't so um, actually concerned about creating this atmosphere for them. So. Yeah. You did a, a beautiful oh, job with you. that, yeah. And and again, it's not just me speaking; it's it's the the guests at the wedding were even speaking to that this morning. So that was really cool to see. Yeah, it is a privilege, and it, it never it, it never I never grow tired of it, you know, because the the scenario, the dynamic, uh, although the theme is generally the same, the dynamic is always going to be different. And these people, they deserve an element of of, of being, uh, what's the word, uh, brought up. Um, like it's we we should stand in awe of them. It's a courageous thing that they're involving themselves in here. They're bringing together histories and families, and they're, they're saying, I do, and I promise, and I'll do these things, and I'll bring all these people around to witness it, and I want you all to know that this is where I'm going with this. Yeah, yeah. That's a pretty courageous thing to do. Um, and so it is an, an absolute privilege above and beyond, and I want that to translate. Um, and not in a cliched way. I think the, the to be able to present yourself as one thing, and we can be just about anything nowadays with social media and uh, just the, the sort of how we want to represent ourselves to the world versus what we really are when we're in the moment. If there's a consistency there, that's that's kind of, I, I guess I'm, I'm doing that without trying to, which mm. is how it should be. Exactly. There should be that that, that uh, continuity. Um, but to be able to translate and show up and be the person that they thought that you were mm. is, is a great compliment. And um, 
So thank you for seeing that, and and also I, I hear that from when I hear that from clients, it's probably the most gratifying and rewarding. Um, yeah, I can only imagine exactly what we thought you'd be. You get as excited about this as we thought, yes. and the the whatever that thing that we're picking up on when we look at your imagery or when we go through your blog or we read about your philosophy, it translates to real life. Mm. You know, so yeah. there's there's nothing trite about it, and there's nothing sort of preconceived or labored over. Um, so how that continuity was established, I'm not sure, but. A while back, I decided that it wasn't going to be about the work that I thought a bride or a groom or someone particular demographic wanted to see. I wanted it to be about the work that excited me. Okay. Um, and in that, used the, the words to describe that, used the imagery to describe that, and the branding and all those sort of subliminal things that go into creating this business or this structure that don't have any sort of preconceived element to them, but that are actually exciting to me, because that's really the only way to establish longevity in something is to, to do what makes the hair on your neck stand sure. up first. Yeah, absolutely. And then your crowd finds you. And that might take some time. And I'm not saying that I've gotten there yet, you know, because I'm constantly well. changing and evolving and my situations change. But um, to, to continually remind yourself that you need to be satisfied by the work that you're doing too um, will kind of translate and communicate to clients that you're doing this for all the right reasons. But you, you found a really interesting, and this I told you earlier, this is something that I really wanted to focus in on in our conversation. You you have a, you make the art of, of photography a priority for yourself as you just spoke to. Absolutely. But I think a lot of times photographers allow that so-called artist side to get in the way then of actually running a business as well. Mm -hmm. And you have somehow found, a, I think, a healthy balance between focusing in the art, creating imagery that you actually enjoy while simultaneously taking care of, of these clients in a way that they actually feel like they're getting what they want as well. Yeah. Um, to be able to do both of those things and have a healthy balance in that regard is, is pretty impressive. You know, I'm, I'm listening to, to, again, your groom this morning at breakfast talking about uh, how you, are, you create this, this imagery, this artwork ultimately that really stood out to them. So your, your desire to create art has translated to something that the client enjoys while simultaneously the experience that you're trying to create with them or for them on, on the wedding day makes them feel comfortable, mm -hmm. like you're taking care of them. And of course we got comments and uh, th throughout the evening of you guys are such great photographers, yeah. such great photographers, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. which is awesome. Right. But as but, photographers, we think that, that the, the, to be a great photographer means to make great images. Yeah. There's so much more to, to creating a great image. Um, there's a there's an unspoken in photography. Obviously, everyone connects to an image differently, and 50% of the value of that photography is going to be, oh, I would say more than 50%. 100% of their reaction to that image has to do with their own feelings towards it, yes. right? I mean, it's an unspoken thing. There's no right or wrong anymore. And now that we live in this age of uh, people sort of, their, their visual literacy becoming less and less sharp, you know, where you even everyone's used to looking at images and they look at a lot of them and they have very short attention span. So the things that as photographers we would use to describe a great image aren't necessarily in the end product when it comes to colors and uh, temperatures and saturation, all these other yes. terms. It comes with the feeling and, and whatever it is that you want to associate that. Now in weddings we have uh, an incredible opportunity because we're surrounded by the content that is most important to the people that we're working for. So people are love their own content. We all do. Last night we joked that some of our favorite pictures are those blurry iPhone photos yeah. of our children because that's our content, yeah. right? That's that's what we connect to and we're given an opportunity to get access to people's content. So the things that we labor over as, as photographers and as technicians and as artists aren't necessarily 
received by our audience uh, when you're dealing with such raw emotional and directly connected content. Um, so yeah, I, I think I had to find a way and like any artist, I mean, we're all egomaniacs and, and, and control freaks and um, somewhat insecure about it at times too. You know, we, we don't, we want to be seen a certain way. We want to be taken seriously. We realize that it's kind of a world that has very short attention spans and maybe everyone out there isn't looking for art, but we want to be different. We want to be noticed and all these <laughs> right. sorts of things. Yeah. And we can be, but I think more so now because of technologies and the ease of getting into the industry, there becomes a greater importance that should be put on the experience. That's that's what we have. That's really our assets, not the cameras or the editing techniques or all these sorts of things. It's the experience that we leave people with. And if we can provide them with something unique, um, which we can because we're all individuals, mm -hmm. but we need to be able to be honest about what we're experiencing and what we're providing as an experience, mm -hmm. then we really have an opportunity to stay viable and to create something that's, that's truly unique. Not, a bunch of editing tweaks and filters and things like that, it, it all becomes noise at some point. Um, the experience itself becomes more important than ever now that the technologies allow anybody into the industry. Wow. I mean, that's that's so powerful. But again, and I've said this to you multiple times over the last couple of days, we've been in the car and, and sitting in the hotel chatting. Um, the fact that you have found, and I know you is is the, the true artist type, if you will, but, but that you still found this level of practicality and objectivity to be able to look at your business, the way that you're running your business, understand the fact that, as you were just saying, in the end, it is about the experience for the client. We can, we can spend hours and hours and hours all day long tweaking images, trying to get them exactly like we want them. The reality is 95% of clients or more won't notice those right. nuances. Right. That's ultimately... That how we want them is ultimately how they belong exactly you know, exactly it's a subjective thing that we're assigning to it like we have the ultimate power as the creator and yes we're in charge of the end product but what's to say that the direction we're going in without any collaboration without any outside influence without any new inspiration at all is the ultimate way to end up with something i mean wouldn't it be isn't it amazing that something like as musicians often a songwriter will write a song and it starts in a certain place mm -hmm. But through the the efforts of the people that he loves and trusts and presents that 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 uh, that art to, mm -hmm. it evolves. Mm -hmm. It evolves through collaboration. So there's so much more perspective that we can gain by allowing ourselves the uh, the, the freedom, the the the, um, the curiosity to see where can this go. Like I'm I don't I'm not the end all be all when it comes to certain elements of my business, but I am the only me that there is. So my greatest asset is me, not the tricks and tools and things that I've learned, but the personality, the, the soul and the spirit that I was born with, I need to, to work on. I, I find for myself, it's most beneficial for me to focus on communicating that okay. and not communicating these things that I can learn in a book. Okay. You know, because yeah. that's really not going to do much by way of what anybody else can't do or that I can't find someone else that can do that, but I can't find someone else to be me. And so spending that time focusing on connecting to the clients and, and my human skills and, and what it is that makes me me, um, I think that's that benefits the work, the business, the persona, the industry, the world at large. You know, uh, I'm doing more for the world by being my own person and being enthusiastic about that and pushing my own boundaries than I am sitting in a lab trying to tweak off the perfect color balance along with contrast adjustments and <laughs> dropping highlights back and all these sorts of 
things that not to say they're not important. You sure, know, I, sure. I don't I don't say that, that that's not a part of the the product as well and part of the experience. But it for me it can't be the focus because all these things are time consuming and we're dealing with a limited amount of time. So so we'll kind of that's a beautiful segue then to something else that we also talked about this weekend was. Uh, and you do work with uh, your client of Photographer's Edit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't talk a whole lot about Photographer's Edit on, on the podcast. You but awesome. <laughs> oh, Thank you for that. Awesome. Uh, but, but again, the fact that you, are, um, you have the artist's perspective and, and have a true passion behind that, while you have simultaneously been able to develop a certain level of pragmatism and understanding of a balance, right, between maintaining some type of control and having some type of artistic expression in your imagery, but then simultaneously being able to learn to give up some control in the management of those images, the post-production of those images. Mm-hmm. How have you found that that balance? Uh, and this is particularly, um, I had the opportunity this weekend also to meet your, your son for the first time. Beautiful, beautiful boy. The light of the world. Yeah, exactly. And, and so you have, you have, this additional motivation now to find a, a better balance. Talk to me about kind of that process of learning how to, to give up some of that control as, again, an artist type, um, learning to find the balance between maintaining the art but then also running a business efficiently. Yeah, it's a great question. And I don't know that there came, there was a particular point. I think the point comes when you sort of go with the philosophy of leap and the net will appear okay. kind of scenario yeah. Yeah. Um, of letting go a little bit and realizing, oh, I didn't see things that way. And that doesn't threaten me that only enhances me and, and empowers me so going back and looking at yes these technologies are available yes all these things can be learned but all to to learn these things and to invest in these things and to better myself in those those avenues would require enormous investments of time mm-hmm. and yeah now as a, as a new dad um you know time is more valuable than ever before yes and i i want to be present in in every stage that i can um, while still providing for and being a, a role model for my son, um, but carving time out to be a part of that experience because I have so much to learn from him. With him, it's a collaboration too. Like he, he oh, I love that. Me. Yeah, yeah. He grows me in ways that I, I yes. couldn't have without him. Yeah. Um, it, it it was easier, and not too long ago, I was a you know I was not a dad, and um, I I had no idea how profoundly. Uh, I would be affected by the experience and I would grow through it. Mm. So it took someone else coming into the picture to grow me in certain ways. And that takes time. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, there's, there's obviously budgeting of time and realizing that that is our most valuable asset. We don't, we only have a finite amount of time. We only have so many, so much of that time that we can spend experiencing the people and the things that we love. And how do you want to spend that? Do you, I mean, is it, is it that important to you to, spend that time editing. If it is, okay, that's totally cool. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, for me, it wasn't. For me, again, the, the, the essence of the work that I'm doing comes from the interaction of the people that I that I engage in. Yeah. Um, that's more important to me. I would rather spend the time with my camera than spend the time with my computer because with that camera, I can learn a lot more with the computer. It's a finite set of things. You can see the shadows, you can see the highlights, you can see the colors, and then you work within that. But with the camera, you can create a million scenarios and oh, you can like work that. to be, I'd rather, if I had only so much time to spend between all the different facets of my life, um, but when it comes to my profession or to my trade, I would rather spend that time with lighting, with cameras, with working in the creation of the images rather than trying to polish up what I did before and and kind of maintain because it's already been created once it's created it's now it's part of the universe and it kind of flows off but we have new things to create so 
For me, it was work with the camera, spend the time. I have a studio back in Rochester. Spend the time in the studio, even if it's grabbing a teddy bear and putting it on a chair and moving that light around and seeing the difference between what a beauty dish will do or a softbox will do or a direct light source, window light, all these things. That, for me, was a more valuable way to spend my time and then go out on the weekends and, you know, you get thrown in these wedding scenarios and it's no holds barred, 15 different environments in a yes. day, yeah. emotions, all these variables that if you can take... I think that I my work on the day of will benefit more from me spending that time practicing my trade than trying to polish up what I did the week before. And so for me, Photographer's Edit was was a no-brainer and the more that I work with them. And the thing about Photographer's Edit is it's not just this factory-type um, setup where you just kind of like you, there's nobody out there, you feel like you're just a number, like dealing with a bank or something like that. There is an element of person personalization that goes into it. So once you can communicate, you've set it up in such a way that you can communicate certain aesthetical, aesthetic, I don't know if aesthetical is a word, aesthetic it can't be today. preference, right. yeah, <laughs> certain aesthetic preferences. Yeah. Um, you can even send presets that, that you like to work with as a base for them to build off of both black and white and in color and things like that. So there's a lot of customization that goes on. And, the, and I work with photographers edited enough that I have a team that works directly with me. So I feel like I have a team of editors and some of the great photographers, some did handle all their editing. Some didn't handle all their editing. And you know, that's actually, yeah. And that's actually a great point. There's so many times that photographers will edit or or will will argue that maintaining control of the editing process is, is important to their brand and ultimately is a reflection of the art. And, and I, and, and I can understand where they're coming from, but then when you say, Hey, but what about, you know, all these other well-known photographers that you even allude to as heroes that they, they just they did. didn't control that process. They had a team that right. worked with them that helped them with that process. Yeah, somehow it seems like when, when the technology became available to everyone, then we got this feeling, like this Home Depot generation that we live in now, where we're like, we can fix our own pipes or we can build our own wall partitions and things like that. And we all know when we <laughs> yeah. go out there and try to do that, we're not going to get to the end of the project. We're going to leave molding undone for years, and it's just right. going to be not a complete project because we didn't hire the right people that have the knowledge and the skill and the experience to get that job done for you. This sort of thing happened with photography, too. And when they were working in dark rooms with chemicals and there was a very specific process that went into it, it took a certain skill set that the photographer might not have had. And I don't want to, I, I don't want to misquote um, or misspeak, but um, you know, like, I, I believe Avedon never touched his own work Wow. After it was, I believe it was Avedon, okay. but someone like Albert Watson, I think, wouldn't let anyone touch his work. So, mm-hmm. you know, and we look at these two photographers as icons, and, and uh, th- th- at least I hold them in very high regard. And I could have flipped that. Um, but, you know, you look at these guys, and, and Ansel Adams, of course, everyone talks about Ansel Adams, but he had teams of people working with him too. And right. um, they were collaborating in this process because mm-hmm. people could see things in the imagery that sometimes we can't. And we also have an emotional attachment to our work too. So even the calling process can be daunting for me because I know this storyline and I attach certain things that are, go beyond just the presentation of the image. In wedding work, that's easy to do because you have all this emotional content. Sure. But when you talk about portrait photographers or landscape photographers, they too are connected to those experiences. Like Ansel Adams created what he did, not because he was trying to prove that he could he could uh, take these beautiful pictures, but he enjoyed the process. Absolutely. The days and days that he would spend waiting for that that shadow line to show up or whatever it was that would create that point. And for him, it was what he would go back to. That was his history. That was his memory. And that's why he did it for from a sense of passion. Yeah. And we can do the same thing. Um, but he had a team that would help him get through the process and present a final print. Um, 
I feel the same way, not to put myself on, on a level with those guys, even <laughs> even the same world as those guys, but to know that, that through that collaborative process, they were able to get some sort of potential out of their work that they might not have realized on their own. I kind of feel the same way. And also as a wedding photographer, and this was a particularly busy year, and we shoot consecutive weekends, and it's really important. I you think. said you had, was it 20 consecutive weekends? 21 consecutive weekends. This wow. year, which, yeah, for me is big because I don't like to do more than 15 or 20 weddings a year because yeah. of the, you know, just the investment of emotions and spirit and stuff. And I get drained, and, and I want to be sure that I, I can give enough to everyone. Mm. So I'm not a factory in, in the sense that I have a team of photographers, and you don't know who's going to show up, and I try to get you know as many numbers as I can, and I, I go to photography meetings with photographers and ask them how many weddings they have and like <laughs> use that as the gauge of your success. I yeah. never did. But this year was just particularly fruitful for me in that sense. And having all those weddings in a row forced me to really examine my workflow. And I thought that the storylines uh, trumped the presentation of the storylines at mm -hmm. times. So going through the, the, the imagery from Saturday on starting on Monday, um, for me to go through and spend the time calling and putting that story together uh, was paramount. But for me to go through and take those six to 800 images now and edit them for color balance and these sorts of things, not that that stuff's not important. It is super important, but that's why I find a team and I found a lot of, a lot of success with photographers at it that I could sit, present them with a storyline and in working so frequently with them, we really dialed this stuff in where I got it back and there was no more than a half hour of me just reviewing. And that was only yeah. because of the ego in me. I probably could have just blindly taken these things and thrown them out. But as a tribute to my clients and to, to satisfy my own insecurities, which we all have, sure. I would go through them and just kind of run through and make sure the cropping was cool and maybe tweak here, burn out some edges here, do some more you know sort of local yeah. adjustments to things. Yeah. But the, as far as the global look of the image goes the entire, the, in its entirety... You got the the editors were dialing things in in such a way that I probably wouldn't. You know, if you sit in front of a computer for long enough, you, your colors get thrown off. You do some editing, you come back the next day, and you go, "What the hell was that?" Like it was totally off because <laughs> yeah. your eyes go crazy and all yeah. this kind of stuff. Like for me to take all the time to do that just to have control of a product that ultimately was achieved by a team of people that were dedicated to doing that mm. was was way more valuable than than. The, then losing that time with my son, then the physical and mental fatigue that comes along with trying to get through that. And the fact that I can get this, these full events back to people in two to three weeks' time, it, it blows their mind. Uh, the event is still fresh for them. Um, and that the impact of that, I think, trumps the time that I would have spent editing. So if it took me six to eight weeks because I had to micromanage every aspect of the edit... And now it's eight weeks out, and I'm backlogged because I've been letting these weddings keep pile up behind me. Be completely stressed out. My clients wouldn't be getting work in an efficient way, yeah. um, which would ultimately, as a businessman, lead to decreased album sales, product sales, right. and everything else that we can start working on now that the the story has been presented. And, and it's interfering with the experience that you're creating for for these clients that you were referring to earlier. It's it's not only the photographic experience on the day of the wedding or the engagement session or whatever the case, but then the experience as a whole, even post-wedding, that's really important to the, the, the lasting impression that you make well, on yeah, them. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to come out and, and then like throw up this firework display and then, then nothing, then crickets, you know, right. for like eight weeks. Like yeah. you follow up with that and then... Yeah. You know, I mean, this is the first year, too, that I was more proactive in when I release events to kindly ask people if you'd be willing to leave reviews and to help my business move forward. Before that, I was kind of just shy about it. Okay. Um, but the response is amazing. People are proud to leave their mark 
mm-hmm. alongside of my business now where they said, yes, I'm a client of yours. I enjoy. And I think a lot of that has to do with everything leading up to it. Obviously, there's a lot of building of trust and rapport and this sort of thing on the way up to the wedding. So a lot of time goes into that. But being the person that you are on the wedding day and then following through in an efficient manner just shows your enthusiasm for the work that you're doing too. I want you guys to see these things. I don't want you to wait six or eight weeks. I don't want to get backlog, and I don't want to feel that stress either. So people were really, really, really kind and overwhelming. So it's, it's really um, uh, humbling, uh, grounding sort of uh, experience to read someone's review of such a, an important time in their lives and something that they brought you in to do something and then you just did that thing and then they can't say enough to thank you for doing exactly what you were supposed to do anyway, right. that you'd been hired to do. Right. You've been brought in to do just this. Yes. And now they want to go on and say more about it and thank you more and give you this. this. And that's a lot of gratitude in that. Probably beyond the whole like, wow, look at the color saturation or something. <laughs> you know, that, that's not what they're talking about. No yeah. one in their reviews wrote, I love the way that he edited those photos. Yeah. Nobody wrote about it. Yeah. But everybody wrote about the attention to detail leading up to it mm. because I had the time. During that week, even if I'm doing the calling, I'm still making sure that I have a phone call with the client coming up, that we go through the the, the timeline for the weekend as it's approaching, any, any changes to it. So I'm doing the work of the past to get the, that work out, but I'm also maintaining my present, keeping in touch with clients, and then also working with clients maybe a month or two from now because they have questions about, you know, with this timing, these locations, what should we do, how much time should we budget? So there's all, I'm always making time to make sure that I'm communicating with clients. That time is way more valuable to me than and to my business and to their experience than that time spent doing this sort of lab work. But again, this is my perspective. I'm not saying this is the end all be all. This is how it worked for me. Um, So to work with a client, even if it's three months from now, but they wanted to give a call because it takes me 25 minutes or a half hour, whatever it is to just have a conversation to say, well, based on my experience, I would budget this time to do this. And if we're talking about commute times, we leave a little cushion, these sorts of things to help them plan. That time is way better 30 minutes spent than 30 minutes spent editing, which would turn into three hours or three days. Exactly. Um, and, 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 and again, you're, you're adding to that experience, the overall experience. And, and as, as we were talking about, we've seen this weekend that even, it, it, I've always found it fascinating that before these clients or the guests at the weddings have seen the imagery, they're already commenting on how great a photographer mm-hmm. you are. And it speaks to this very point that you're making, which is that the experience is paramount. Uh, even just this morning, the groom was was speaking about um, how much your work stood out to him because of the artistic prowess there, but uh, also that you created an experience that resulted in, in all of these people saying, wow, you're a great photographer. Thanks so much. You know, you, yeah. you, did, you did such a great job. Yeah. If I was in, in the back of my camera the whole day long, then I wouldn't have had that opportunity to have those conversations along the way. Absolutely. You know, because I mean, you were an ambassador for ourselves when we're at these weddings, too. We're representing ourselves. And, um, you know, by not fumbling around with all that how stuff, um, how we get to the, making an image, um, getting all that out of the way, you, you have that, that time and that, uh, that confidence to stand behind what you're doing while you're there. I'm here because I'm your historian. I'm, I'm going to document this in a very thoughtful, artistic way, and I'm not going to be fumbling over technicals and worrying about this or that. I'm just going to flow right with it. I'm not going to stop the flow of this thing. I'm going to let it happen the way that it does. We're a little late. We're a little early. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. We're fine because I'm not concerned so much about what the room's going to look like or what light I have to get set up or what this or what that. I'll get there eventually because you know that's, that's my responsibility as a technician. But as a human, I have an even greater responsibility. 
you know, and that's what comes out on wedding day. So that's beautiful. How can everybody see some of your work, a sampling of your work, kind of follow you online and social media? What's the oh, best places great. to find you? Yeah, I mean, everything's through thomasflint.com. That's Thomas Flint without an H. So it's T O M A S F L I N T. Um, that'll take you right to my blog site, which links to my wedding portfolio. Um, I'm active with Instagram and Facebook to a degree. Facebook kind of dropped off a little bit. It's kind of like where my Instagram stuff ends up on Facebook. Okay. Um, but yeah, and, and just to reach out in, in any way. I mean, I, I want to be a, an asset to people. I feel like I have enough life experience uh, to be compassionate to where people are in, in, their, in their curve. Um, and photographic experience now um, that I, I can be of benefit to people. And I, I really do believe that everybody has a place. And uh, I, I, if I can be an asset to anybody um, along the way, I, I'm totally open to that. So hit Beautiful. me up. Beautiful. Yeah, me up. Awesome. Thanks yeah, again man. so much, awesome. man. This has been awesome. So cool, good. Man. Thanks so much for listening to the Boca podcast. If you'd like to hear a particular photographer or entrepreneur in a future episode, don't hesitate to email me, Nathan at PhotographersEdit.com. The Boca Podcast is brought to you by Photographers Edit, custom post-production for the wedding and portrait photographer.